Intelligence. Energizing your email marketing with Kate Barrett. Brought to you by eFocus Marketing. Hi, and welcome to another episode of Intelligence. I'm your host, Kate Barrett, the founder of eFocus Marketing, a specialist email marketing agency helping brands to use email more intelligently. And today is our monthly Intelligence Brand Spotlight interview. And it's my absolute pleasure to welcome Aisha Zuain from RentPath. Aisha is an email developer and has over 10 years of experience delivering results across email marketing, digital marketing, and graphic design, with extensive experience managing end-to-end multi-channel campaigns from conception through to design, development, testing, and maintenance. So Aisha, welcome to Intelligence. Thank you. Thank you for the great um, introduction, Kate. Um, A little bit about me and my company, RentPath. We own ApartmentGuide, Rent.com, Rentals.com, and Lovely. We essentially help people find homes um, through rentals, in general, only rentals. Um, And... We also help solutions for the business owners, which are essentially landlords, whether they're big multifamily um, places or they're just, you know, a little efficiency here or there. I own a few and I'd like to put it on the site. And on my end, I'm the email developer who develops the emails and the campaigns. And even though everything that we do is very cyclical, depends on what time of the year, our, most of our program is 100% automated. It You still have to kind of watch it to make sure everything is working correctly. And every once in a while, which is now, we're refreshing all of our creatives. <laughs> Big job. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so when it comes to refreshing those creatives, what kind of elements are you looking at? Um, first, I like to do a competitive analysis. I like to see what's out there. What are the competitors doing? Zillow, CoStar, Zumper, everyone else. And see. And even though we might have relationships with some or the other, it, it depends. I want to see what's out there. You know, I, I check out to see what are the trends within real estate, looking within our vertical, and then looking at across other verticals, whether it's e-commerce or anything else. Since I spent a long time in e-commerce, I remember a lot of, you know, some of the fun stuff you could do. And it <laughs> definitely um, translates well over to real estate if you have the manpower. <laughs> <laughs> yes, well, that's the, yeah. the bane of everybody's lives, isn't it? Finding the time and the resources to actually implement what they want to in their email marketing. Yeah, and um, right now we're actually uh, working through, you know, revising everything, making sure everything's working before launch. Fantastic. So I think that's a really great tip is to keep an eye on what else is happening out there. So set yourself up a test email account, sign up to your competitor's emails so that you can see those coming in. But like you said, also look outside of your vertical, look at what you can learn from other businesses and how you could then implement those to take Mm -hmm. yours to the next level and make sure that you're always above what your competitors are doing. Yeah. Um, In particular, I'm um, I, and I never sign up with my rentpath.com. <laughs> mm-hmm. Good tip. Exactly. Set up a separate email address. Yeah. 
um, and everything else beyond that, because I myself uh, do suppressions for competitors mm -hmm. anyway. Um, and in my previous lives, I, I made I had a working list of all the competitors, and I suppressed them. <laughs> good tip fair enough yeah so all of that sounds great yeah. so when you're reviewing these designs are you looking mm -hmm. at checking that the information is still correct are you changing the layouts are you adding in new elements like interactivity or what is it that you're looking at when you do the review and how do you go about it as well with so many emails and we'll talk about that in a minute in yeah. terms of that separate setup but how do you go about that review well, first, what we do is we look at all the data points that we mm -hmm. serve the user uh, who comes into our site and says, I want to rent here. So let me sign up for this and wait to be contacted. We send a confirmation email and we start with the confirmation series and go from there. And we look to see if all the data points are accurate and if there's been requests for others that are like it. Then we look across the aisle to see if maybe some things are that are missed or not used in in other companies and see if we can bring that in because we have so many data points we can't display them all of course and you have to display them at the right times as well you wouldn't want to put everything all into one email so i think that's a really good tip as well what's what's the right piece of data to mm -hmm. use at that time in that communication yeah and um as soon as we're done with the data points and everything else, we have a master template system that was built out by our lovely agency, Trendline. <laughs> and from there on out, we use uh, good bits and pieces of it and then put it together. And how that comes along is the fact that they worked on the design with what the UX team gave them as a guideline. They use the brand guidelines design guidelines that they have and then they run with it then there's a back and forth for a few weeks and voila we have the master template system um, from there on out um, it's just edits on my end code wise to make sure everything works or is exactly what we want because sometimes there's not it's not a hundred percent there there's a few things that myself I want to edit to make sure it works and then they're all very minor, so if, let's say I make the edits and I want to switch back over, I switch it back because what the agency does, and not every agency does this, they do updates to the system on the back end because you get design and code. And they update it when um, things have changed with Gmail, Outlook, or anything else like that, which is so incredible. important. Yeah. So that sounds like a really great process to go through. So data, mm -hmm. making sure that all your code is always updated for changes in how it might be rendering, looking at the designs to see what would work and what doesn't work in terms of going mm -hmm. forward. So I think all of that sounds brilliant. And I'd love what you're talking about, about data. So let's just kind of come back to that for a second. Of so course. you must collect a lot of data in your business. So mm -hmm. how do you work out what is that right piece of data to put in the right message, as we just said? How do you work that out as part of your strategy with the team? Well, we look at essentially what renters need. First, they need like the phone number, they need the address, any special instructions, anything else that are um, important for them. Like renters nowadays, in particular, 
uh, I guess I would say our age group and older, I would say a lot of them want a place that accepts pets. Mm-hmm. Um, and for people like our parents or, or family members, we want to make sure that, you know, this is a, more of a senior living area. And that's what we're definitely uh, looking to add and show. So people in particular really requesting things like this. So we look at the data in terms of uh, search results and a lot. there's a lot of cross-functionality with our team. So we've been essentially teaching each other what the other person does so it can inform our, our decisions based on the data. Great idea. So taking it back to who is it that you're talking to and what are their needs? And within your audience, I mean, you just really clearly identified two very different types of people. They're both looking to rent places, but what they need from it, what they're looking for is completely different. So it's so important to have that distinction in your strategy between who you're talking to. Mm -hmm. Not only that, and like, Sizes have been getting smaller for apartments, especially around uh, large cities. So definitely being accurate on the square footage and all all of that. And um, a lot of people take very bad pictures of their apartments. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I can imagine. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So there's definitely some push on on the other side, on the B2B side, since I, I focus on B2C to make sure our assets of the actual apartments, you know, really make it attractive. Yeah. Yeah. Great point. So email seems like it's a a real foundation in the business. So what's the value of email marketing to the business in terms of the the marketing mix? How does it fit in, in your strategy? Um, I think it's an important factor of what has how it fits overall. It's kind of tough to say because I feel like it's fed by so many other sources. Like you have SCM, you have SEO and those work in tandem to kind of feed email and then email, you know, responds back. Um, it's a little bit different than how it was in, in the other sectors of other companies I was in because it's, it's strong, but it's, almost a little bit more invisible, mm. even though it's working in in the background constantly. Okay. So it is that underlying hero of everything that you've yeah. got going on supporting. <laughs> yeah, it's the, un- it's the unsung hero. <laughs> yeah, always. But it seems like it's yeah. a fundamental part of that relationship that you have with people who are renting apartments and people who are looking to rent apartments. And it has that, you know, you said a lot of your strategy is is automated. So it just does its thing in the background and makes sure that everyone gets connected. So what kind of automations have you got going on? Um, Well, we use uh, Salesforce Marketing Cloud. um, And what we focus on are journeys, the journey builder, and then we have also uh, automation studio in general everything is is being pushed over to uh, journey builder because you can do a lot more testing that way mm-hmm. automation studio is great for the quick fixes for the specific use cases and it's quite powerful but it really depends on the actual concept because certain parts of like certain sites are fully automated others were like working our way into it <laughs> Of course. Okay. So across the journey, so how Mm -hmm. do you 
break down that journey. So let's say if you're looking at somebody who is wanting to rent an apartment. So what is that typical journey that they would go through in terms of your automation? Uh, Specifically, they would start in the first day, the confirmation, which is one of the highest um, open rates. I think my boss will probably correct me on this, but I think it's (laughs) about 50% open rates on the first one. But then from there, it starts leveling off because people are specifically only wanting that property. But with that, you get recommendations. And we have an internal data science team, which, you know, feeds into a marketing cloud. From there, we get everything. Um, So data extensions are like essential. We don't use anything else. Like listing, like, what is it? Lists, I don't even remember how to use this at this point. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So yeah. it is. So uh, do you send any manual campaigns out or is everything that goes out to your database automated? Um, there are several. Uh, the blog is not automated. Okay. Yeah. Um, that's actually a project I need to do this morning. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> the blog and a couple other uh, parts of our business are still kind of running into becoming automated, but they're not quite there yet. So okay. those are the ones that we're, we're automating uh, soon, hopefully, because they take up a lot of time, especially there's a million ways. I want to say what, like seven different ways to send an email in marketing cloud. Sometimes I, I feel like we're doing so much and we're just mm-hmm. trying to like look around and make sure we're like, okay, is this the right strategy? Absolutely. And so many people are in that same situation where they're so Mm -hmm. busy getting campaigns out the door every day that they don't have that time to step back and say, is what we're doing right? Are we using the right data? Are we sending the right message to the right person? And it really is important to make sure that you have that time to have that review process or bring in an external agency to help you with the manpower to do that. So that's something that we work with our clients on a lot is to give them that external bird's eye view. This is what's going on. Here's the areas of weakness to work on and help them to build those strategies out. So it's a really important thing to do. Yeah. Not only that, but making sure that the code bases um, are the same. And I think that's the, the bigger the bigger issue, especially when it comes to rendering. And now that we're using Rebel, um, making sure that it renders correctly and there's a lot of things that you need to consider with Rebel that can probably work really well to your advantage, but you have to be, you have to be essentially with a team that has a very strong background in coding. Intelligence. Energizing your email marketing with Kate Barrett. Brought to you by eFocus Marketing. Pick up a copy of Kate's book, Intelligence. Email marketing isn't dead the way you're using it is on Amazon now. So I was going to say, do you want to kind of just break it down for the listeners uh, what Rebel is? So they're right now they're in the integration phase. They say sometime early next year they're going to be ready. Uh, there's no set date. So what we're doing with the Rebel team at this point is that we have all these emails. Essentially, before they were acquired by Salesforce, they had their own separate platform. We would code up our, our email templates and then put it in the Rebel platform and then it would 
spit out what it the interactive portions of it. And the really cool thing about Rebel is that let's say you're doing a review. The review is not like a button redirect. It's within the email. So Excellent. so actually asking people it. review questions in the email and being able to type their answers in as if the email was a web page, type their answers in and submit it within the email. Yeah. Love that. Really yeah. great. Yeah. Fantastic. And how does that work across different email platforms then? So if you're looking at sending it to um, a webmail platform, Gmail, Microsoft, or if you're looking at sending it to a mobile device or a desktop Outlook device, for example, how does it work in terms of rendering that interactivity? Do you have a fallback? Yeah, it has a fallback. And in general, I haven't seen that fallback fail. Fantastic. So the fallback would take them to a landing page to complete that form in a normal way? Um... I actually haven't come across the fallback. It actually works. Okay, excellent. Okay, that's good to know. I would yeah. assume that it would. So it would probably but take But it them. probably would. Also, I've been experimenting with um, Google Homes and Amazon Echoes, but because they don't render, or I, I want to say, because they don't say numbers correctly, I kind of have abandoned it for now. Okay, so this is the like like a screen reader, but yeah, so the 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 Alexas or yeah, anything Alexa. like that reading your emails out to you, which is definitely the way that we're going in terms of technology, not just in terms of accessibility and helping with disabilities. Um, and we've got an episode coming up about that reasonably soon mm-hmm. about accessibility on the podcast as well, but. Also, Mm -hmm. in terms of just technology and how we're developing, we're moving into that interactivity. We're moving into people having their emails read aloud. So it's really important to start playing around with that if you've got your basic strategy right, which you guys have. So for anyone listening, you know, if you don't have your segmentation right, if you don't have a strategy that's got automation, if you don't know your personas, you know, if, if you're not getting the results from your email marketing that you want, start there and optimize what you're doing. And then once you've done that, you can start playing around with all of this up and coming work that we can start to bring in to take our campaigns to the next level. Great. Um, And what else I was going to say is I still want to tinker, but I feel like I, I only revisit it every quarter to see what are the updates that they're doing. And I want to say Alexa really is interesting, but also very scary just because of the way that they hold the data. I actually synced it up to a separate email address, not associated with my job, not associated with my personal, because I know how Amazon can hold your data. (laughs) Fair enough. Okay. (laughs) Excellent. So as a developer then, so you're, you're starting to get into the interactivity, you're using Rebel to do the interactive reviews in the email, which is really cool. Are you doing anything else interactive within those emails that you're sending? Uh, Sliders. Brilliant. Yeah, we're doing carousels. And is that something that you've coded in directly or do you do that through Rebel? Uh, I do not do it through Rebel, though it's totally possible. I, well, don't quote me on that. <laughs> there's, um, I know that Home Depot, who's also like an Atlanta native uh, company, really has a lot of good use cases for what they did with Rebel. More so than what we did, ours is a little bit different for, since our business is about rentals specifically for sliders and things like that. They're coded Drake direct HTML. Like I think fresh address 
has one that you can build and I would build it off of that. Essentially I would get the, the code base from like, I think it is fresh address. One of the major email players that have their own little code structures, I grab that, customize it, and then I would send it out. Like I had a, a contractor that we sent, sent over the code to, he redid it with the design instructions and then I'd get it back and then I'd add in the app script. That all sounds amazing. And we've got an episode coming up as well with Jay Oram from Action Rocket, who's talking about interactive email and coding them in. So um, I think that links in absolutely perfectly with what we've got coming up on the podcast in the next couple of months as well. So really yeah. interesting, really, really interesting. So what's your favorite part about being a developer? Um, I actually went into development because I was bored with design, actually. <laughs> okay, interesting. So do you do design as well as development or just development now? Um, well, I occasional design, but in general, I don't. Um, I, I think it's, I like a good challenge. And since I've always had a little bit of HTML background, I was like, well, I might as well just do this full time because it's a lot harder to me being a creative. But I really like, you know, thinking outside the box. Well, if it didn't work this way, it didn't, I go here. If it didn't work that way, I go that way. Um, and the email geeks community honestly has been like godsend to me. <laughs> amazing. They are absolutely amazing. So if anyone doesn't know, there's an email geek Slack channel. Um, you can, you can go and ask for access to that. And of course we've got the women of email group on Facebook as well, um, that everyone can join and, and get help and advice. And on the email geek Slack channel, there is a, a women of email Slack channel within there as well. So there's all this advice and, and everyone's helping each other, which I really love about our community. We're definitely one where we will come together and help each other, which is great oh, sure. because we've all got challenges, right? There's always things going on. And certainly when you're experimenting with accessibility, interactive email, there are things that come up. And I mean, just coding for emails generally, having to deal with Outlook, having to deal with different email clients and how they render. There's always something that you can then go and seek advice from the community on. So at RentPath, what is your biggest challenge at the moment or in the developing that you're doing? What's the biggest challenge that you're coming up against? I would say making sure we're very methodical. Um, but now that we have a new uh, director, which he is awesome, uh, Chester Bullock, I feel like he's definitely used to seeing the 10,000-foot view, especially since he came from the agency world. So I really I feel like at this point we're just herding the cats and then... <laughs> And yeah. then just moving forward because we added uh, another staff member just last week and she's she definitely does the more technical parts of it, the architecture of the data and how it flows in together, things like that because I, I don't have that kind of like background of making sure how the data flows. Sure. And when you're working with the teams, obviously you're on the development side, but when you're working mm -hmm. with the teams to put together the strategy and you're seeing the results of that. So you mentioned earlier that the the confirmation email was one of your best performing emails. And obviously that's right at the beginning when those renters are finding out about the, the apartment or the house that they specifically requested. But after that, what is your best performing campaign and why do you think that is? I actually don't have the data right now <laughs> <laughs> on that, okay. but... Um, on a separate, on the day to day, I will say recently, 
for another email that we recently sent out. I worked with a coworker for uh, rentals.com and she had a campaign rollout to get people to do background checks and that did so well and converted so many people. And in terms of data, the open rates were about 40%. And then the click-throughs were through the roof for, for her. And I want to say data-wise that might have been maybe 5%, if not higher. Essentially, she gave me, this is kind of a mock-up. Let's roll with it. And what I do is a lot of the times, just probably one of the healthiest workplaces for feedback, is that if you have a suggestion, you can come to the table and say, this is probably going to work a little better for you. Um, most workplaces are not not that open. No. <laughs> and that's why I really enjoy RentPath because your background is valuable. So, yeah. Excellent. <laughs> So what company's email marketing do you admire? We talked earlier about having that competitive landscape view, but who do you admire? Oh, so completely different, Ulta. <laughs> okay, and what do Ulta do? So they're not our competitors at all. They're makeup. That's good. That's perfect. And why do you love what Ulta do? So Ulta, they experiment a lot with layouts, and they're so visually so attractive and they experiment with so much they have the menu at the top which is cool and attractive especially for uh, women on the go it only works on the mail app on ios but they have a couple other things for interactivities they always have gif images maybe not every day for their campaigns mm -hmm. but anything else like that and they're adding in the footers they're adding some creative below the t's and c's uh, terms and conditions that make it very interesting like they probably have the coolest strategy slash visuals i've, I've seen mm -hmm. in any any email program excellent so what cool stuff have you got coming up at rent path what can we look out for from you guys uh new email templates yay <laughs> <laughs> um in the next yeah. few weeks they're gonna go live and Excellent. um we're hoping that it will be a game changer because we've been working really hard on them for months brilliant so do you yeah. roll them out in terms of doing some a b split testing with what you've currently got or do you just go ahead and roll them out how do you do that kind of next stage to get them out there to your audience actually i'm not sure where we're gonna go on that part i personally would like to if i were doing the strategy from the outside looking in i would definitely be doing that but they're so old sometimes yeah no, no, no. sometimes <laughs> practicalities overtake no you're right and i think yeah. this is a really good point to bring up because in an ideal world we would split test everything but i've done this with clients before where the template is so out of date and yeah, so old yeah. that yeah. you just have to scrap the old one, create a new one that kind of covers all the best practices. And then what I usually do with clients who are in that position is say, okay, this is our new baseline. Now we do A-B split testing from there on the new design to see how we can improve opens, click-through rates from there. So sometimes you've got to do that. Sometimes you've got to just have a clean sweep move them out, yeah. go forward, and then A-B test from there. So do you think that's probably what will happen with you guys? 
Probably. And what I was going to say in general is that I, I preferred in, in other uh, places, I preferred doing iterative changes and then A-B, A-B testing from there. But because these are such complex data points and complex templates, it's not necessarily something that you could constantly be tweaking, especially with a very tiny team. Absolutely. So you've got to look at that in terms of your strategy, in terms of what's actually realistic um, and what's actually going to move the needle as well. So I think that's a really, really great tip. So what would you leave us with then, Aisha, to, to round off the interview? What would you leave us with in terms of your number one tip for anyone who's listening? Um, I want to say something that maybe is not necessarily what you expect after I, after everything I said is... I actually really think that you should help as much as you give, like in terms of advice and everything else like that. I would not be where I'm at if it wasn't for uh, women of email, my mentor, who like I adore, and a lot of people that are very supportive within the email community, whether it's email geeks or women of email, like these are people that understand your struggle and probably have similar backgrounds. So I really do believe that if you give advice, you'll get it back in the universe. Totally agree. And I think that's a really lovely tip for us to to end on. And hopefully people have got some good little tips and some insight into what you guys are doing and that will help them in their campaigns as well. So Aisha, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. I really appreciate it. And thank you for sharing all of that information with us. Sure. You got it. Thank you so much for having me, Kate, and everyone else at the team. You're welcome. And if you love this episode and you're listening in, please do remember to subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or whichever other podcast provider you're listening on and give us a rating as well. And if you prefer to watch rather than listen, we're also on YouTube. Just search for Intelligence. So until our next episode, thank you so much for listening or watching. Bye everyone. Intelligence. Energizing your email marketing with Kate Barrett. Head to our website for downloads and show notes. e-focusmarketing.com/intelligence.